Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Mom to Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. This is the sixth episode in my Dial Down the Drama series, and this comes from my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And it was published this past November, and it's been so exciting. It's been a whirlwind, and that's why you haven't seen an episode in a while. I was bestseller on Amazon, and I had a great book release party in January, and I've just gotten great reviews and letters and emails, and I thank you so much, moms, for all your just letting me know how helpful it is. And that is exactly why I wrote that book. So because of your emails and your encouragement, I am starting the series back up, and I'm picking up with chapter six. And before I get into all of that, I just want to remind you that though I wrote this book for moms of teenage girls, the majority of these concepts apply to teenage boys too. Also, I want to remind you that the teenage years aren't just during high school. Early adolescence actually starts as early as age nine. So this applies to tweens too. So head over to ColleenOGrady.com. If you don't have a copy of my book, Dial Down the Drama, I have a gift for you, which you can download a free chapter from my book. So today... Let's talk about how to like your daughter again. A couple weeks ago, I went to a business networking event, and I met this woman, and I asked her what she did, and she told me her business, and, you know, she was very, very successful. So she asked me about my business, and I told her that I help moms reconnect with their teenage daughters, and she said, well, I have a 15-year-old daughter, And then what she said next really shocked me because she was so out there. And then I thought, well, actually, probably a lot of moms feel this way. And what she said was, well, okay, like right now, I actually hate my daughter. But I think that's normal. I think we're supposed to hate our daughters for several years, and then, then later we're supposed to like them. Well, this mom was painfully honest. Now, you may not say that you hate your daughter, but you might say that you're really mad at her, that she frustrates you, that you just don't want to hang out with her. You might say, I love my daughter, but I just don't really like her right now. Now, the problem is that a healthy relationship with your daughter is foundational for parenting. And to have a healthy relationship with your daughter, you're going to have to like her. I mean, really like her, really enjoy her, find moments every day 
where you actually like to be around her. Now, I'm not saying that you have to feel this joy and bliss 24-7 when you're around your daughter. I'm not saying that, that at all, because there's going to be challenges, and she is going to frustrate you sometimes. But you don't want to be in an overall state of hate or dislike or frustration. That is not a healthy relationship. So you may ask, what does a healthy relationship with my teenage daughter look like? Well, that is a million-dollar question because it's complicated on several levels. And if, this, if that feels confusing, it's not just you. See, it's difficult because of where your daughter is, both developmentally and emotionally. And it's hard because relational tension is a perfectly normal part of the mother-daughter relationship. There are huge developmental changes happening in your teenage daughter. Teenage girls are supposed to strive for more autonomy and independence, and it's normal for teenage girls to be less dependent on parents and more detached. And this can be so confusing because your daughter is on a continuum between dependence on you and increasing independence. Sometimes she wants your attention and she's begging for it. Other times she acts like she doesn't even know you. So it's easy to see why moms get confused and hurt. Though your daughter might look like an adult and she probably thinks she knows more than you, your daughter needs your guidance more than ever. And I will get into why your daughter is hardwired for drama in um, later episodes. But if you're doing your job as a parent, there's going to be tension because your job is to protect and provide structure for her. And she's going to push for more independence. So, and that's healthy. So that is going to be tension. But despite all these challenges, it is possible and crucial to have a healthy relationship with your daughter through the teenage years. And even though she's depending on her friends more and developing her autonomy, a secure attachment with your daughter matters significantly. One article confirms that a healthy connection between a parent and teen is linked to better performance and coping strategies and more competence in peer relationships. A healthy connection is correlated with fewer mental health problems, such as anxiety, depression, conduct disorder, delinquency, and aggression. The research also showed lower rates of teenage pregnancy, eating disorders, excessive drinking, drug use, and risky sexual behavior. So yes, a healthy relationship with your daughter is attainable and important, and there are three elements that make it a secure connection. And this chapter addresses all three. But today, we're only going to be able to get to one of those, which is being there for your daughter. The other two components to a good, healthy relationship is being tuned in and being responsive. So what does being there for your daughter mean? Well, how I think about it is that when your daughter is being tossed by the waves of stress, peer pressure, hormones, self-doubt, you are her anchor. You stay grounded and unmovable when the waves of drama hit. 
Your relationship with your daughter is the rope that connects her to you. And despite her erratic behavior and wildly varying emotions, your stability provides that secure attachment. Now, your daughter will never be your anchor of stability, though. She can be there for you in limited ways. You know, she can be thoughtful. She can be helpful. She can listen to your stories. But she's not going to be your rock, believe me. Her moods are going to be all over the place, and that's normal. So that's why she can never be your best friend. And so sometimes it's, it really looks like she's caring, and you, can, and, and you can think like she's acting like your best friend. But she will definitely let you down. You can't lean on her emotionally. She's having a hard enough time trying to manage her own moods. So she really can't be there for you in that way. But being available for your daughter means you're available for her to touch base with you periodically. It doesn't mean that you're glued to her side, that you're always in her room, or that, you're, that she has to spend the whole weekend with you. It means that you are available for her to come to you when she wants to. And that may not seem fair, but it's because she's on a continuum between her dependency and autonomy. So one, one minute she wants to talk your ear off and the other she wants to hide in her girl cave. But you are around for her to touch base. And she's going to usually do that when she's relaxed. And she'll start sharing the ordinary things that happen during the day. This isn't an intense conversation about feelings. A lot of times it's going to seem silly or frivolous. But when you take the time to interact with her world, even at the most frivolous level, she feels connected to you. And it may seem like nothing, but she gets the message that she matters. So here's what, it, what touching base looked like in my home. So I would pick my daughter up from school, and there's sometimes I would ask her a question, and she'd be really chatty. But sometimes I would ask her a question, and she wouldn't be. And if she wasn't, I wouldn't push it. And so when we'd get home, she'd go straight to her room, and she'd check her messages. But if I left her alone, she usually would come into my room maybe an hour later, and plop on my bed and tell me about her day. Okay, think of it this way. I grew up with dogs. Now, you know, like when you come home from work and you have a dog and you open the door, the dog is so happy to see you. She's wagging her tail. She wants to lick you and jump on you. And you can call the dog and and you can get on the floor and say, come here, girl, come here. And they run across the room and jump up in your lap. And, well, let's just say a teenage girl is not like a dog. Your teenage girl is like a cat. You can't tell your cat to come to you. The more forceful you approach your cat, the more she's going to run away and hide. But when you chill out on the sofa, a cat will jump up and nuzzle up to you. So just like a cat, your daughter is going to bolt if you try to force the conversation. Well, I learned this the hard way. 
believe me, my daughter's not a morning person, especially in middle school. Because I'm a working mom, I thought when I was driving her to school that this was a perfect time to catch up. So I would ask her a lot of questions like, you know, how are your friends? Did you remember your homework? You know, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling about life? And I would get these one-word answers like, huh, I don't know, I don't know, what, I don't, mm, I, uh, and shrugs, and sometimes grunts, and it would end with her slamming the car door. Well, I would get mad, and I would repeat that every day. And now, her reaction was as predictable as me putting my hand on a hot stove. You would think I would learn something. So finally, and I mean, I'm a very experienced therapist at this time. So I started noticing that when I wasn't trying to force a conversation, that my daughter would spontaneously initiate one. It seemed like out of the blue, my daughter would grab um, you know, our two dogs and run into my room, and then she'd tell me every juicy detail about her day. And she'd even tell me who she had a crush on. I often hear mom say, well, my daughter won't talk to me. Well, I really believe that she will, but you may need to change your approach. When I'm speaking to groups of moms, which is one of my favorite things to do, I talk about that our relationship with our daughters is multifaceted. If it's only one facet, it usually is what I call the 24-7 monitor. And what that looks like is, you know, you need to get up. Do you have your homework? Have you eaten breakfast? You can't wear that. That's too much eyeliner. Come on, you need to go to bed. So we're monitoring them all the time. So often if you're, if that's all you have in your relationship, guess what? I mean, your daughter's going to hide out in a room because she doesn't want to be monitored all the time. Imagine if your best friend said, you know, you need to not wear that outfit. You don't need to eat that dessert. You know, you need to, to that's that color and your hair that just is not working for you. It, and you wouldn't want to hang out with your best friend either. So, yes, we have to do monitoring in our relationships with our daughters, but if that's all you have, she's going to avoid you. In my Power Your Parenting program, my favorite part is I talk to moms from all over the country on our group call. About the third week of the program, I start to help moms rebuild their connections with their daughters. And moms don't know where to start because their daughters usually avoid them and they don't know how to begin to have a better connection. So what I tell them is notice where your daughter starts to initiate with you. Um, initiate any kind of conversation or ask you a question where she's letting you into her life. And it may seem really shallow, but that's okay. Often we dismiss those times because we think, She's not doing her homework. She's not cleaning the kitchen. She's avoiding her chores. But what if you start to see that this is the golden moment? This is when she's going to let you in. This is the spontaneous conversation. Now, it's not going to last forever because she's going to get bored. But imagine 15 to 20 minutes where she's relaxed and she's telling you what's really going on. 
So here are some of the benefits to a spontaneous conversation. One, spontaneous conversations make good deposit in your daughter's emotional bank. You're filling up her emotional bank with good experiences and it strengthens your relationship because she experiences your care, comfort, interest, approval, and delight. Two, spontaneous conversations help you get through the bad times. If your daughter's overall experiences with you are positive, your relationship will bounce back quicker after a disagreement. She may be mad at you, but she will be more motivated to repair the relationship. Without communication, your connection will be strained, so when you are in a disagreement, she would be more likely to react and rebel and, in general, throw an extremely unpleasant hissy fit. Three, spontaneous conversations build a bridge of connection. You want your teenager to know that you are there for her and love her no matter what. This bridge of connection keeps her protected. You want her to be able to come to you at any time. This is her safety net. You don't want her finding support and guidance solely from peers. She needs your input. I've talked to many girls who are afraid to talk with their parents because of how they may react. They want their parents' help, but they don't want to feel ashamed or punished. Four, Spontaneous conversations make it easy for your daughter to come to you when she's in crisis. If she can't approach you with the smaller things, then she's, she can't interrupt you when she's really in pain, like her first breakup. And if she is in danger, like being stuck in a car with a drunk driver, she won't hesitate to ask you to pick her up. Spontaneous conversations give your daughter a big gift. You are giving her the gift of your attention and care. You are listening to her. You are reflecting back to her that she matters, that her stories matter. As a result, she feels like you enjoy her, like your face lights up when she walks in the room. This makes her feel safe and secure in your presence. Six, and spontaneous conversations are good for you. They definitely help you with that like factor. Of course you love your daughter, but this allows you to like her and vice versa. This is a chance to see the relaxed side of your daughter and not your daughter in stress response. It keeps you current with her daily life and allows you to see your daughter in a new way. Here's how to have a spontaneous conversation. Be open interruptions. Stop what you're doing and spend time with your daughter when she initiates a conversation. Have an attitude of curiosity. Get curious about her world. Let her direct the conversation. Don't take the lead. Don't ask too many questions. Keep the conversation light. This is not the time to lecture. Keep it positive. Be responsive. Laugh if she's funny. Validate her feelings. Let her know that you are on her side. Give her prompts that indicate that you're listening like, wow, really? Relax and enjoy the interaction. Create spontaneous conversations by getting your daughter out of the house. Take her to Starbucks after school or go to her favorite lunch place. Ah, goodness, there's so much more in this chapter that is so good, so important. So what else is in the chapter is how to begin to build a positive connection with your daughter And starting with fun. And I give you the five guidelines for having fun. Because as you know, taking your daughter to the mall is not a guarantee that it's going to be a good experience. 
And so also, how do you tune in and really be there with your daughter when she's having a hard time, when it's negative? And how do you not get sucked into those negative emotions? So I give you some really practical information about when to tune in and when to tune out. How to have a calming conversation. This is huge because your daughter is going to get really upset. And often what we do when we're trying to calm our daughters down, like, makes it worse. Like, we just say, well, you know, you just need to be positive. And I can't tell you how many moms will say, then she just even gets more dramatic and more upset. So there's a really specific way that you can calm her down. And how you can be responsive to her. And when do you need to jump in? So anyway, this this chapter is, is just full of really, really helpful information. But this is a start, because I want you to start building positive experiences with your daughter every single day. You've been listening to Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. Be sure and go to ColleenOGrady.com for more helpful resources. You can also get a free chapter from my book, Dial Down the Drama. Or join me on Facebook at Colleen O'Grady Power Your Parenting. I'm there every single day. If today's podcast was helpful, go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble and you can order my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter. I will talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.